You're bugging. Shaq had a dope album. People front on Shaq's album, and I don't understand why. Like, if you told me that Cedric Sabalos had a shitty album, I'd be like, yeah. If you said Dana Barrows had a shitty album, I'd be like, yeah. Even if you said Kobe Bryant had a shitty album, I'd be like, yeah. Shaq had a dope album. What? Welcome to the Spot on Me podcast. This is Khalif Adams. This is episode 41. What is the deal, folks? How's everybody doing? I hope you all are chilling and doing good things. I am joined this week and every week with my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, the man who has brought the joy, the pain, the DJ Rod Bass and Easy Rock to your lives <laughs> cicero holmes how are you sir oh man uh the sunshine and the rain uh my man black nito yeah the most scared dude in Bricago is back yeah. and I, I i am so so happy to have him back so happy to be back with you uh hey man it's uh Things are things are, are really really looking up. If you guys are, um, uh, I actually I don't know if you guys would know this, but I, I put some stuff out on Facebook. It's been a, a pretty great effing week, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about a little bit of it um, on the show. So um, yeah, it's 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 gonna be dope, man. How how are you? How are you, scared cat, Black Needle? Um, I'm, I am I am in the snot apocalypse right now. If you oh, can okay, hear this yeah. in my voice. <laughs> My, I have the worst cold. It sucks when I get sick because it's not like I'm a baby when I get sick. I'm okay. Right. But when I get sick, I just don't want to do anything. My body wants right. to shut down. It doesn't want to take liquids. It doesn't want to drink soup. It wants to fight everything that's actually good for it. I've been eating chewable vitamins that say men's on the front of it. It's just called men's. <laughs> and it has vitamin C and things in it. It has nutrients and lycopene. Uh, so I'm just trying to fight through this cold and, uh, try to get myself right for the holidays and stuff like that. But, um, I'm doing okay. Things are all right. I, I actually wanted to thank you, uh, for holding down everything last week. You and Dan did a freaking phenomenal job, thank you, um, on the show. Um, you did a wonderful job on the edit. You did a wonderful job hosting. Dan did an amazing job as usual. He is like the best, um, pinch hitter you could have come into a game. Uh, and and rock things up. Defense, man. He is the minister of defense. He will not shoot people in the face and then have them apologize to him. Right, right. Um, <laughs> he he like holds things down. And I, I, Dan, I love you. Thank you so much. And I recognize that you are from Milwaukee. So, well, he's not from uh, Milwaukee. He lives there. Right? I'm sorry. Lives in lives in Milwaukee. Yeah. You're from yeah. Chicago. Um, so, so thank you guys for doing that. You guys rocked uh, a dope, 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 dope show. And thank you for also, um putting all those kind words out about all the craziness that's been going on in the world. Cause oh, I, thanks, I, I think you guys handled that extremely well and like we're very poignant in the way that you guys did everything. So this is the happy love fest. Right on. Um, and all that good stuff. So how, how are you doing? I'm, I'm, you know, Hey man, I'm, I'm, I'm gainfully employed. Um, you know, shout out to everybody who, uh, who big me up and has supported me through, uh, the trying time of attempting to become gamefully employed. So that's that's a, a wonderful thing. 
And like I said, lots of wonderful shit has has, has happened, uh, especially over the over the course of the last week. Um, so uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's it's a really good time. We can talk about some of the wonderful. I think we should talk about. We had like a lot of not fun things to talk about for the past couple of weeks. Right, so let's right, talk about yeah. some fun things. Let's share. Yeah, some good yeah. News. I mean, yeah, I, you know, I was gonna I was gonna let it uh, naturally progress to that. Um, you know, kind of let us get through the house cleaning and, and, and what's, uh, what, what have you. Um, so nobody can see this. This is amazing. Um, Ka is sniffling off, off mic right now. Yeah, He's, basically. He is gross, not bubble man. It is, it's amazing to watch. Um, but, but, uh, yeah, I mean, we've, we've had, uh, uh you know, again, House cleaning, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Like, I love the fact that I live in Bricago with you guys. I love it. I love it. I mean, these you guys are uh, one of the greatest things that's that's ever happened to my life. And you know, and it's, it's really not hyperbole. Like, I I love doing what I'm doing. I love being across from from my great captain um, and steering the ship with him. And I love the fact that you guys are taking the ride with us and you invite other people to come along um, on the great space coaster get on board on the great space coaster <laughs> um, but uh yeah i mean man this has been a great ride for the almost year that we've been doing it um i hope that we're able to do it for many 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 weeks more um you know i, I you know i'm afraid to say years more um but uh it's 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 wonderful and it's wonderful because of you know not only because I, I get to do something that I love doing uh, which is talking obviously um, but I get to do it with somebody that I love which is you know my captain but uh, you know I, I I mean I love you guys too man this is this is awesome and thank you so much for it so yeah absolutely I mean the we have we have the best audience I can't front yeah. We have like a really fun audience. We right. have folks who like really rep the show and like right. share stuff out and right. say nice things about right. what we do, and and they feel what we are feeling. So exactly. that, that to me is like an amazing, amazing exactly. thing, and it's kind of one of the things. It's just like wow, the internet is freaking dope. Right. Like who would have thought that this is a thing that we're doing in our living rooms, and it's like we have people in Japan and. Africa and all across the world who are listening to us talk about random video game things and life stuff. So the internet is dope. Don't, don't forget the internet is dope. Yes. Yes. The internet. Yes. The good, take the good and take the bad, take the both. And there you have the spawn on me. Um, so, (laughs) um, (laughs) in the course of your obligatory house cleaning, I believe you've got some shout outs that you want to give out and I'll let you go. Cause I won't steal your thunder. I'm not a thunder stealer. You don't steal thunder. You just bring no. the rain. Yes, that's right. You that can't stop true. the rain. Remember that Shaq song? Oh, was that a Shaq? <laughs> Yo, that joint was dope. Listen. Wait, Yo, a, that was mi- a, wait Shaq a minute. Track. Was wait it Shaq a- <laughs> if I'm bugging out? <laughs> wait a minute. Those words have never been uttered together in one complete uh, coherent phrase. What are you talking um, about? The Shaq track. And it was dope. Not You're even bugging. by Shaq himself. You're bugging. Shaq had a dope album. People front on Shaq's album. 
And I don't understand why. Like, if you told me that Cedric Sabalos had a shitty album, I'd be like, yeah. If you said Dana Barrows had a shitty album, I'd be like, yeah. Even if you said Kobe Bryant had a shitty, shitty album, I'd be like, yeah. Shaq had a dope album. What? You Can't Stop Shaq- the Rain was a dope track. You can't stop it. Block it. When I drop it. Anytime I go rhyme for rhyme on a topic. They ain't even fit to step in Shaq's arena. I look inside your mind and I see your demeanor. Shaq had a dope produced album. <laughs> so... I'm, okay. yo, I'm giving I'm giving the crazy raised eyebrows right now. My eyebrows, my eyebrows are like up up my head so far. They're like at the crust of Stephen A. Smith's hairline. That's wow. how my eyebrows are right now. Stephen A. Smith's hair brown, <laughs> hair brown. His hairline <laughs> is in like the northwest quadrant of where other people's hairlines should oh start. My, yo. I don't. I I like Stephen A. Smith. I know people hate on Stephen A. Smith, and we're not going to turn turn this into a into a sports cast. But yeah. I I like Stephen A. Smith. He's a dick, but I like him. Yeah, yeah. He's he's he's, he's everything that is good about New York and bad about New York, New York. in one and, embodiment and, and, and of one a person. Being. Listen, Stephen A. Smith's hairline is in a whole another time zone from from his eyebrows, yo. So <laughs> <laughs> so let's you know let's let's keep it let's keep it a hundred. Let's keep um, it a hundred. Yeah, we're um, gonna keep it a hundred. Um, but anyway, anyway, shout outs, shout outs. Yes. So shout out to, um, <laughs> oops, I said the R word. I'm sorry. That was yes. That's terrible. Yeah. Terrible, terrible, We're terrible. Ridiculous. That's yes. Terrible. Um, so shout out to our friend Daryl. Um, Daryl was on the show. Uh, I don't know why I'm blanking on his name right now. I, he is Darryl my actual Johnson? friend. Daryl Johnson, thank you, yeah, Jesus. I forgot my own friend's five. name. He was on a show that I wasn't even on, and I remember that. I'm bad because I'm. Remember, I can. Well, this show I can say everything is because I'm sick. So okay, my memory goes away when I'm sick too. Uh, so Daryl Johnson, who is a member and and uh, employee of Blur Studios, Blur Studios, if you do not know, again is um. Uh, one of the major studios that does all the CGI work uh, for video games and movies and stuff like that. So if you've played the new Master Chief Collection. Uh, you've seen his work. All the cutscenes that were redone were done by the studio that he works with. Um, the the trailer for Sunset Overdrive they did, um, and the Batman, the early bat, like the Batman trailers and stuff like that. Even Injustice, if you see the the slow motion kind of uh, panoramic uh, shots they have where they pan the camera around, really slow around the uh, fighters and things like that. That's all stuff done by the studio that he works with. So Daryl is like a major player in the game as far as like making the games that you like and making the trails that you like that you see on you know the game awards and stuff like that really really dope so he is going hard body in the paint uh on twitch right now and um he's doing a giveaway uh uh for the master chief collection that he worked on so it's a digital copy all you have to do is be around when he hits one of his his uh his marks which are he's trying to get some followers to his channel He's doing. He already did one giveaway already. Uh, he's gonna do a couple more when he hits 150, 300, and 500 followers. So we'll put a uh, a link in the show notes. But you can check his channel out at uh, userpick05. So check his channel out. Um, he's a really fun dude, really good hearted, um, and really smart. Really, really good. Uh, and he's actually like I, I've been playing with him for like almost a decade now at this point, playing online. Um, 
and it's been amazing to see his growth both in the industry and just as a dude in general and it's like so happy to see him get a lot of burn and also just to just to like put the cap on it he got uh sponsored recently he just started his channel a little while ago and he got sponsored by synergy gaming so that's awesome they work with like razor and all these other folks so you know big ups to him for yeah. doing his thing and like making moves on like the quick fast it was like super fast the way he got all that stuff done so um do what what up i, I was you... just gonna say you know hard work Yep. Put in put in hard work, it gets recognized and, and you know, do the right thing. So make sure uh you're following him following him on Twitter. That's userpick05. And uh um uh I said on Twitter I meant Twitch, but both hold true. So man, I'm I'm even my flubs are awesome. Wow. 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 Nicely done. I man, I you know, I it it really doesn't get much better than me. Um. <laughs> oh my god you're the least humble person i've ever seen in my life you like they should just oh just like oh, just, oh you you are the mr perfect of arrogance yes. yes you just run around go through the ring and then smack your gum into the to the crowd and then yep. like love me listen do you know how long it took me to practice that thing <laughs> and what, being humble so no well well yeah. no <laughs> So I I can do the Mr. Perfect gum spit. Ew. Right? So I can I so I can do the gum spit smack. Um That's gross. But it took me it took me a while to learn it. You know, I was chewing. I used to chew double mint all the time. First big red, then double mint. Um and then uh and then when Dentine Ice came out, so I was able to do the the gum spit smack with the with the double mint and and uh then Dentine Ice came out. And that's like half the size. And I just started chewing dentine ice all the time. So now I choose chew dentine ice. Um, so if you guys want to send me a gift, dentine ice spearmint, not winter fresh spearmint. Um, yeah, I'll take those. Um, and then I'll always, my breath will always smell nice and minty fresh for you. But because the gum is half the size, it changes your timing completely. What? So I had to relearn the gum spit smack. This is not. I don't. I don't understand. <laughs> yes. I'm. I'm confused right now. My brain is shutting down. It's like does not compute. Does not when, compute. When you are a class A narcissist, such Jesus as myself, you do dumb shit like this, and you spend lots of time doing it. I mean, I. I don't. I'm confused. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I mean, I spent a summer trying to learn how to flare my nostrils. I like sat in front of my, sort of a big mirror, and tried to learn how to flare my nostrils because my aunt and uncle could do it, and I was like, I got it down, and now I felt accomplished. But you just, you just gave a scientific analysis of why you can't do something that is totally useless. Um. Yeah. But 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 what I what I told you though. Was a was two stories of triumph over adversity. <laughs> so, because I can do it. Oh God! What and the hell? I can do it with big gum and little gum. <laughs> it's just ill. <laughs> yuck! Ill. Yuck! Ill. Yuck! Yuck! Yucko! Ill. Oh man! All right. Um, um. Secondary shout out. Yeah. Second shout out goes to 
the dope folks, or I should say the dope dude at um, Radio B-Sots, the Radio B-Sots podcast. I'm about to go on a quick like love fest real quick. So we got a we got a dope shout out Radio B Sots, uh, brother Macedonia. He's the host of that show. He gave us a shout out on his on his most recent cast, and um, it was like awesome. And he he like totally gave us massive amounts of love. It's really hard if you if you're in the podcasting game or just in general because you know your time is is taken up by so many different things during during the day and. We all have our list of podcasts that we've been listening to for a long time. So you have your, your like your rotation. And um, I, I had seen um, Macedonia around in like different circles. And it's like we have this big um, black podcasters group on Facebook and stuff like that. And um, shout out to the BT- BPU. Yeah, absolutely. Shout out to the BP, uh, BPU. Um, and, you know, I started to I was like, well, let me listen to his cast, especially because he gave us a shout out. That was really kind of him to do. And, you know do the due diligence of, of, of sharing the love. So checked out his podcast and his show is one of the dopest things I've heard in a long time. I am not the kind of person to like laud and like, you know, give massive amounts of praise to things that aren't necessarily as dope as they, as they could or should be or whatever. But his show fits the bill. He's been doing his show since 2005 he talked about how he used to basically upload and download stuff on a 56k modem. So I was like, wow. First of all, that's dedication as hell. Second of all, to hear the finished product after that amount of time be so amazing. And, and, and the best way I can explain it is it's basically like if you had and I left I left this on his uh his iTunes wall as far as a review. I was like, if you mashed up a stream of consciousness with music with current events and then filtered it through um, the woman's the, the character in the warriors who was the radio announcer oh yes yes um, if you filtered it through uh, sister Thigpen I, I forget her yeah, first name yes Lynn, you filtered Lynn it Thigpen. Lynn Thigpen if you yeah, filtered it through that filter but then also made it seem like this would be the thing that people would hear through a SETI, uh, <laughs> through like a SETI announcement or a SETI right. transmission, that's exactly what it would feel like. It's right. it's it's super dope because like if you if you ever listened to college radio in the '90s or super late night radio, where you have this really great voice over a really good warm microphone. And it's stream of consciousness and just like random things and random bleeps and bloops that are heard. Plus like dope music. It's, it's one, it's totally something that if you are into that kind of thing, you should give him a shout out for one, follow him on Twitter. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll figure that out in a second. B sots. It's at B sots, B S O T S. Uh, yes, at B S O T S. Yeah, follow him. Tell him that we sent you. Listen to the show. Li- especially listen to. Especially we've been having discussions about I can't breathe. Hashtag I can't breathe. Um, and all the brothers and sisters that we've lost, uh, to police violence and random random violence. Um, there's an amazing uh beginning to his episode 150 show that I implore everyone to listen to because it is beautiful and poignant and um totally made me feel things that I should not have been feeling outside in front of people. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I am not a crier. Right. I'm not a crier, but also 
like we all know that it's been a very hard god year right besides other stuff in in terms of this right and music is one of those things of it, it'll hit you at a point that many other mediums don't so yeah. like when you yeah. hear certain songs that may hit you and they're connected to an issue or connected to a thought they will hit you in an emotional place that most other things just won't so his, his that that part made me basically cry at a bus stop waiting for the bus to go home the other day and i was wow. like holy shit right so to, to other people you just look like a weirdo waiting for the bus yeah i was just so. like why why is this dude's like snot bubble crying at the bus right. um right. but again listen to his stuff macedonia if you are listening to this Thank yeah. you, brother, for doing what you were doing. You are an inspiration in, in many ways um, for doing it so long, doing it so well. Uh, and it makes me feel bad that I'm just only now finding it. So um, shout out to that dude and shout out to his cast and all that good stuff. So um, yeah. I think I had another one, but I can't remember what it was. Um, I know there's I know there's one particular person that we both want to shout out. Yeah, uh, but I think I think you'll 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 handle that one. All right. Um, do we. Hmm. We'll wait. Okay. For that shout out. Okay. We'll wait. So can um, I can I shout out what you call it then in the meantime? Yeah, sure. I, go ahead. What do you call it? What you shout call it out. What yeah. you call it? Shout it out to what you call it? No, shout it out to Sharif Jackson. Oh yeah 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 yes. Shout out to, yeah yeah. Shout yeah. out to Sharif Jackson. Yeah. Our brother, the uh, treasurer of Spawn on Me, was. In the best company you possibly can can yeah. be, yes. When he got to introduce Neil deGrasse Tyson to uh, a, a bunch of folks in Milwaukee during during a stint that he was having, uh, talking about two, science things, two sold out shows, two sold out shows. Our brother Sharif got to introduce this man, person right. who we all love and right. want to be right. when we grow up. Right. So, talk about um, best best week ever. Right. Yeah. So he's. So we're we're both incredibly proud. Like we're always incredibly proud of Sharif, um, and uh, um, we're both incredibly proud of him for for what he was able to accomplish. You know what he's done that gave that put him in a position where someone would want to ask him to introduce Neil deGrasse Tyson, um, and then you know being able to do so is is just a wonderful accomplishment and. Uh, we you know we're we're almost as happy for him as he is he's you know he's over the moon and and we're over the moon with him we're you know we're following right behind him um so funny thing is i i just uh had dinner with sharif um a couple of days ago and this is something that, that kyle is going to hear for the very first time that you guys everyone's going to hear it for the first time so sharif goes to work so he did it wednesday and thursday sharif goes to work thursday morning and he's like, yeah, hey, you guys know what I did last night? I introduced Neil deGrasse Tyson on stage at the Pabst Theater. And people at work are like, oh, that's nice. Uh, <laughs> do you have that report uh, about that Excel spreadsheet? People didn't even know who he was. Are you serious? Yes. Who? They didn't know who Sharif was? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> they were like, how? Just, just do the report, Sharif. Right, right, right. Random Sharif, do the report. Right, right. They um, didn't know who Neil deGrasse Tyson They didn't know who Neil deGrasse Tyson was. Oh, my God. Yeah. And maybe they would have known him as the Cosmos dude. Um, But I, I, I feel, I feel, and, and again, we may be biased. We, you know, we kind of look through things with, you know, from a different lens and different perspective. And to be honest, 
um, whenever there is a person of color of note that is doing something positive, I pay attention to them more than, you know, I'm just being honest. Um, I pay attention to them more than I pay it than I would be paying attention to, um, you know, someone, you know, someone named Neil who is not like, you know, he is of note, but, you know, white astrophysicist, dope. Black astrophysicist from the Bronx, uh, he's got he's kind of grabbed my attention a little bit more. So so maybe you know so maybe I know about him a little bit more than the average person does. But I would assume at this point he's you know he's probably one of three or four. He's he's definitely only two astrophysicists that I know in my head right now. Right. You know, uh, Stephen Hawking and Neil deGrasse Tyson. I like Carl so, Sagan. Well, Carl Sagan's dead, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, living, living. Right, right. So, so, um, but yeah, I mean, the fact is that I would think that people should know who he is. Um, and we were all kind of shocked that no one knew who he was. <sighs> but, but nonetheless, nonetheless, doesn't negate how how proud we are and what a monumental occasion it was that uh that our our boy your boy Sharif Jackson was able to uh, introduce NDT um um while we're doing that um I also want to send a shout out and, and congratulations and and say that I am so proud of um former guest of the show member of Bracago uh classic materia AKA Jamal Seeley um, for graduating college this oh, past wow. weekend. Congrats. Um, That's so dope. Yeah. Uh, listen, uh, I will say B Fi. I will say Bean Pie. Um, and uh, I will say that I love you, brother. Um, and I'm so very, very proud of you. Congratulations to you and your family. And I wish you guys all the best. Um, the, uh, the CSPN, the, uh, classic uh I, I forget what the s stands for but the podcast network classic materials uh podcast network that has so many shows that you guys should be checking out um i'm, I'm sure that his his degree will will mean lots of good things that are coming up in in uh in store for for that group and sharif and classic recorded together yesterday right after classic uh, graduated from college for the classic team up. So listen for Sharif Jackson on the classic team up and operation cubicle um, and everywhere else. Black people are podcasting because Sharif's a whore like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Just going to be on random cast of stuff. So he has no idea what he's talking about. Yep. <laughs> the black woodworkers podcast hosted right. by Sharif Jackson. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so, all right, there were, those were the shout outs. There will be more forthcoming, but, um, the rest of the shout outs and everything else that comes with this show will come after we break it down, break it down. Yeah, so all right, first first bit of breakdown news is uh 
we <laughs> we talked about we talked about uh, the Game Awards last week, and um, what a, a an amazing time and how hopeful we were. And and again, Dan the Robot, Dan Moore, um, you know, he summed it up perfectly in one word by saying it was hopeful, um, and how hopeful we were with the prospect of what the Game Awards can be in the future going forward. Uh, Jeff Keighley, again, what a, a fantastic job you did um, in, in taking what we've kind of always wanted a show to be and even, you know, and starting to to make that uh, a reality. Um, and, it, and it sounds like that not only were we happy with it, um, but even more people than he could have expected and suspected would be. Um, were were intrigued enough to tune in and watch the entire show. Um, over two million people, or, or nearly two million people, watched it live. And I'm sure those numbers, you know, like if you go to YouTube, and I don't know how those numbers count towards anything, but if you go to YouTube and and look at the Game Awards uh, full feed, there's another six figures or so of people that have watched uh, the Game Awards. Um, so it was a resounding success by all metrics. Um, so, uh, you know, again, congratulations to Jeff Keighley uh, and, and a wonderful job. Kyle, did you get a chance to watch it? I know that you were you were in New York uh, rubbing elbows with with uh, luminaries yourself um, while it was going on. Did you get a chance to check it out? I did watch some of it. Um, I, I watched a little bit on some spotty Wi-Fi on the plane. Um Oh, we didn't even talk. I mean, we could talk about that on another show. But my my week in New York, anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I watched it uh, in bits and pieces, and then I I saw the replay later on. Um, right. You know what the crazy thing is, and I wish that we could have like D, uh, DK come back on Daniel Kaiser. Sure. Um, DK, and, come back on. Yeah, DK, we want you to roll back onto the show. <laughs> um, I would like to know what makes. Jeff Keeley, Jeff Keeley tick. And this is the reason why I say that is because he's had, I, I, I don't want to say failed attempts at doing this, but they weren't really done in a way that you could say garnered itself the attention that it did only because it was connected to game trailers and therefore through spike TV. Right. And you can see that when, he had his own vision to be put in place. It's a much better product that you would, that you got yep. when you didn't have to throw Mountain Dew all over people's bodies and you didn't have to throw random dudely broish kind of stuff into the mix. Right. And, and it, and it makes me really want to know how, how and what Jeff Keeley is thinking about when he's having these conversations. Cause it was a it was a really classy show. I think you know the the way that people kind of kind of poo pooed it uh, going into it. You know, even myself included. I I'm not I'm not gonna say that I was like super excited for it, but after seeing it, I was like, this is a great foundation for things going forward. And and right. what Dan said as far as being hopeful totally fits fits that bill. I would say that once they figure out the small intricacies of how things work. Mm-hmm. And get those things on point and tighten up the show a little bit or ran a little bit longer than it probably needed to. Right. Then they'll have something that I think is going to be, 
you know, semi long lasting as far as, you know, video games are, are a relevant thing. But also, I think when the people backing your show are people who are in the industry who actually care and give a shit, it makes a huge difference in, in the way that things are put onto the actual stage. Like what you get as a product at the end of the day is going to be very, very different when people actually care about the medium that you are talking about. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? Oh, yeah. I mean, I I think you, you know, you completely, conca- uh, you know, uh, encapsulated it all. Um, that's that's what it is. I think that uh, that the GAs, <laughs> the Game Awards are the gods. Right, right, right. Um, that eventually it will get to a place where I think it, it will be. And hopefully will be a piece of prestige where people are excited for the fact that that and, you know, and not and not to say that they were feigning excitement when they won the awards before. Like, you know, obviously it is, you know, if you win an award and someone a group of people have determined that you are your game was the best. The thing that you worked on was the best in whatever the category it may be. You're obviously happy and excited for that. But there's a difference between winning a People's Choice Award and winning an Oscar for the same category, right? Um, an Academy Award for the for the same category. And I think, you know, ultimately it would be great if when people win the Game Awards, and I think they're on the right track, where people can say, well, you know, I've got, you know, twelve Game Award nominations, and and that that has cachet and I've got three game award wins and that has cachet. And right. that, you know, that means that that's that it's something that will be added to trailers going forward. Mm-hmm. You know, game award winner, you know, from the studio that brought you the game award winning blah, 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 blah. And best, you know, games with change or, you know, uh, games for change or, you know, whatever, it, whatever the case may be. Um, best sports title, what have you, and that type of stuff is in trailers. Like the you know the way that you see, uh, stuff in trailers for for movies. So you know, Academy Award nominee or Academy Award winner, you know, whomever, Billy Bob Thornton. Why did <laughs> you just randomly pull Billy Bob Thornton? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know why Billy Bob Thornton's in my head. But no. I think I think what they don't, can don't dive into my head. Please don't do it. Um. I think what they can what they can really hope for. And I'm glad you kind of said the piece about people being excited for their reward. The only time you see people in the games industry be really excited for their awards are either at the the uh, indie indie ones, right, or at Dice. Yes, and, yes, and th- and that's the thing is like if they can make a sexy version of Dice, mm-hmm. then they would have won. Sure. And that and that'll be the thing that I th- that I think and hope. Keely is kind of shooting for and I, I, I'm i going to see I'm going to see if we can reach out to him because I would love to have him on the show to yeah. talk about both the successes because they did a really good they did like really good numbers better than they thought they would right and also what what was the thought processes behind why and how because he had had stuff where he tried to do it the the, the quote unquote gamer way quote unquote right and it didn't really resonate with gamers in the way that he wanted to. So, but he still wants to push forward to make that thing a thing. So, sure. 
Yeah, it was it was pretty dope. Sure. I was I was really impressed. They had Kiefer Sutherland Kiefer Sutherland on the stage, which was um yes. interesting in and of itself cuz I again don't want him anywhere near my Metal Gear games, but <laughs> the fact that he said what he said off script and and said everything in a way that seemed really genuine when he talked about Kojima and talked about the technology of of seeing what's going on actually kind of hit home for me of like we're getting into places where people are taking us seriously. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And that's wonderful. Yeah. And that's great. That's great for everyone involved. That's great for us. That's great for, you know, for, for, for press. That's great for, you know, all the, all the folks who love gaming in, in, in those spaces to, to see how things are turning. And that's a great thing. So kudos to Jeff Keighley for that. And, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna gonna support it. I want I want to make sure that it gets better. I want to send him messages and be like, "You guys did a great job." And like, I think for all the years that he that he took all that shit for the VGAs, and he took the brunt of the shit. Yeah, he did. He did, and it was you know it was unjust, but he was the he was the face. Some of it was just. I wrote an article about it, and I, and I stick by that article, and it was like, it was terrible. What, what like the VGX, that VGX one? The VGA, the, 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 even the year prior to the actual VGX one. Right. It was a lot of stuff that was just out of place, and you can see, like, the VGXs were different in the in the fact that it was the first time you can see that Keeley had lost a lot of control of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you can see that the VGAs at first were like he and a, and a, and a game trailers production. It was like a Jeff Keeley joint. Right. But you can see the VGXs. There was a lot of outside influence and you can see that it was grading on him during the process, during the taping, during the show. Right. Right. Like right. that whole thing with the, with the key, with the guest host that they had. And then like uh, Tyler, McHale. the creator, Joel McHale right. and like Tyler, the creator fucking everything up. Yeah. Like you can see that it was like, what the hell? Like this is a reflection on me, and I'm going to be the one who gets all the shit for it. So, you know, I want to give him props for doing what he what he's doing. He's he's kind of still doing like the pioneer move of like I want to be the first one to do this right, mm-hmm. and you have to give people kind of props for that because it's not yeah. it's not easy to do. Yeah, no, no, not at all, not at all. So yes, um, it it would be great to have him on. So, uh, DK, come on, and then tell Jeff to come on. So. There we go. Done. Done and done. Um, one of the great things about the GAs was uh, them showing trailers and gameplay footage of games that have yet to be released. And speaking of games that have yet to be released, um, we can talk about some of the games that we've been playing. And, and for the very first time uh, in, in Spawn Army history, we have a console game that we're playing prior to release. Um, and, uh, you know, now it's shout out time. So more shout out time, more shout, more shout outs. So we want to send a, a very big shout out yet again to, to our friend, uh, Mike Micah of other ocean, and our friends over at other ocean. Um, you know, we talk about him a lot. We talk about Mike a lot. Um, we talk about Other Ocean quite quite frequently. Um, you know, and uh, um, Mike's an awesome dude. And I, I mean, to be honest, he's 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 no different from anybody else that we have on the show because everyone that we have on the show is just completely dope. Um, just you know, just really really good people. So, um, but but. You know, Mike's Mike's a special dude. He and I talk a lot. Um, 
he's a really really good dude and uh we we got early copies of uh his game that we've talked about on the show before idarp hashtag idarp and uh we got got a chance to play it and um there are two things that i want to say um the first before getting the game i was really nervous about getting this game i had seen footage i had seen other people play it it looked like it was a lot of fun um but i was afraid because i love mike mike's an amazing dude you know great cat but you know there's always that sinking worry like what if you get this game and this game is shitty like how do you work you know like how do you mix your 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 personal and your, and your professional life and, you know, be able to say, I love you as a person, but your game fucking sucks. Um, and like, how do you, how do you manage that? Um, so, um, luckily for me, I don't have to worry about that with hashtag IDAR, um, because that game is a lot of fucking fun. <laughs> it is a lot, a lot a lot of fun um so yeah we got to play it um it's a lot of fun here is the thing um and you know and i don't even know we you know we don't do it a lot but uh we do it sometimes the thing that i i will have to say is that unfortunately and of course we couldn't um anyway um because of journalistic ethics and journalistic integrity but in the interest of journalistic integrity I must say that we can't review the game because Spawn on Me is in the fucking game. So we're we're in the game, y'all. You know, it's Woo-hoo. pretty it's pretty awesome. We're uh we're in a video game. Um the Spawn on Me logo is featured prominently within the game, um which is a dream come true for us. Um, and, uh, and when you guys, if you're an Xbox one owner and you, and you get a chance to play the game, um, you go to the hall of heroes and listen to an amazing song that talks about the game. (laughs) It's so Um, dope. It's so dope. Yeah. Uh, if you read the special thanks and you will be able to see, uh, two of your favorite people named, uh, listed in, in amongst the names. So uh, like, we're 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 beyond honored um, that that uh, the guys over in other ocean would think to remember us in in such dynamic ways. Um, but, you know, besides that, hashtag IDARP is a shitload of fun. It's a shitload. It's so much fun that both of our significant others who are not gamers played the game and genuinely had fun playing the game yes and have asked to play the game again my my wife has an injury because of idar yeah <laughs> that's right my wife's <laughs> wrist is in pain right now because of idar's awesomeness right. and her lack back of, of the ga- box and her quote. lack of yes that should be on the back of the box quote my wife's arms broken because of IDARP. Right. Right. and she's she can't stop smiling and she just can't <laughs> stop smiling it's um yeah yeah I, go ahead go ahead bro I, I don't dude it's i it's funny because i'd seen videos and i'd seen stuff 
And it's funny because when you talk about Mike, like Mike is such a genuinely nice and like fun and giving dude right. that you that you want to rally for them regardless of whatever they do. Right. But also being able to like separate that, separate yourself from like being able to say things are good or things are bad or whatever. Right. And I, I, I was so excited to get a, a copy of it because I wanted to see what the craziness that they had done. And the game is so much fun. It's one of those things where I wish I had like a shit ton of codes to give to people because it's just like, once you get enough people around you to play it, it's going to be so much fun. It's and the fact that like games like this don't come around often. This is not us blowing smoke. This is not me blowing smoke because we're in it. This is not me blowing smoke. And I, I will say that, Ahead of time, disclaimer, we're in the game, la, 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 la. Everything going forth is not because we're in the game. The game is fun. Fun in a way that you don't see often in the spaces that we've been playing online in a long time. Right. right? Like Sports Friends has that has that same kind of feel yeah. where you get into a room and you do that kind of stuff. Um, very few uh, uh, games have this kind of charm or mm-hmm. like funny in ways that you don't think of being funny because it's everything from the characters that you can make to the the announcer that is in the background just saying random shit sounding like something right. out of out of NBA Jam. Right. Um right. the 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 amounts of things that you can do in the game that aren't just playing it. Like you can make yeah. music tracks in this game for your team. Right. Like when you win, you can make a you can make a track. It's like a step sequencer. So if you've ever used something like Fruity Loops or something like that, it'll 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 resonate with you if you've ever done something like that. But you can make your own um theme music if you want, your victory music. Like I was just looking at the hashtag on on Twitter and someone did a rendition of Billy Jean for their Michael Jackson team. <laughs> that shit is dope. And it's crazy cuz then you can make and so then a it generates a, yes you can make a qr code it generates a qr code and you can share that with other people right then there's the stuff that i didn't even know that was like we we're playing it locally at home and we're playing it with um c and his girlfriend and the the mini games that we had seen before were like you know it does this thing at halftime so it's a four-round game and then they'll have like in, in between those four rounds it'll have a halftime show and the halftime show basically is like a mini game that you'll do. They had stuff that harkens back to like tanks back on the Atari. Yep. And like track and field where you do like yep. the running game where you have to like run down the field. They did like Duck Hunt. Duck Hunt. They did they figured out freaking a mini version of Duck Hunt in the game. I was playing it at home with 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 my wife and there's a kiss cam if you have your connect connected. Yeah. And it's and it's dope. So like you do the little kissy faces when you kiss each other and, and when the kiss game comes on and then when the game comes back to you actually playing, the your your character has like all these hearts that jump off of them. <laughs> it's small things like that that are yeah. just like the folks at Other Ocean are funny as fuck and they have to have really good senses of humor and also pop culture references. Right. Like and, they would yeah, sound like they would be great right. to hang out with at a bar and just talk yep. shit. Uh, next time, uh, believe it this time, definitely. Next time I'm in the Bay Area, I will definitely be eating some burritos um, with the folks over at Other Ocean. So it's going to be happening. And I'm going to I'm gonna be playing uh, whatever arcade games they have in the office. 
It, I have not had that much. Like, I was screaming at the top of my lungs. Yes. Kind of fun in yes. my house. Yes. It's so yes. dope. We have a video yeah. of like, well, it's like, it's a short video of me getting right. like a really good shot off. Oh, man. And it encapsulates exactly what iDarb is. In a way that's just like holy shit! Like I wish I had like a camera recording us, both of our <laughs> both of our couples and I and, and us right. like playing at the same time. <laughs> I'm so I'm I'm really excited for it. Mike yeah. and Mike and Frank and, and crew at, at Other Ocean, right. you guys did an amazing job on that yeah. game. It's it's so it's a four v four game, four v four or up to four v four esports. Basketball meets Smash Brothers platformer um, where even if you're not playing, you're involved because you can use Twitter and or Twitch if they're streaming on Twitch at the time to do these things called hash bombs that will manipulate the game and do things like flood the screen with water or um, Rick Roll people and Rick Roll, Rick Astley will come across and sing or maybe do a, do a circus. There'll be circus music and everything changes. Or uh, the scariest face ever um, will pop up on the screen while you're while you're uh, while you're playing and scare the shit out of you and and then you still have to keep playing so i mean so i I can imagine people playing it doing you know having esports broadcasts where you know hundreds or thousands of people are watching and you know hundreds of people are interacting with the game as these two teams are playing you can play up to eight people local, so like Smash Brothers, like the the Smash Brothers on the Wii U. Um, you can you can have eight local, or you can have any combination of eight between two Xboxes. Um, so uh, this game uh, will release in February on the Xbox One. It is at the very least a timed exclusive for the Xbox One. Um, I, I think there is talk possibly about it coming out on PC at some point in the future, um, but I'm not I'm not terribly positive about that. Um, but uh, it will be released in February, and um, if you have an Xbox One, you don't have to worry about the cost because it will be. The games with gold for February. Say what? Yes, yes. So, um, you will, uh, you will be able to play iDarb. Everyone who has an Xbox One will be able to play iDarb. Um, and uh, what? And just spend this time. Spend the money that you would have spent on buying iDarb on buying some more controllers, so that. And 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 um, procuring friends that will play <laughs> in your house um, because it's it's just ridiculous. It is just ridiculous. Um, and we're what, gonna probably what, be streaming more of it. Too. Oh yeah, we're definitely gonna be streaming some more of it. Um, and uh, we will also be um, people people who who. Uh, who come out to the 42 lounge this Saturday 
because we talked about it, but or at least I mentioned it last week, um, but didn't mention a date. Uh, this Saturday, if you're listening to it this week, uh, if you're listening to Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday, uh, the December 20th, if you're in the Chicago land area, if you're in the Milwaukee land area, Milwaukee Metro, whatever it's called, if you're in Madison, you're a member of Chicago, uh, you're within the sound of my voice, and you can make it to Milwaukee. Make it to Milwaukee, December 20th, sometime after 7 o'clock, um, maybe 8 central. Um, myself, Sharif Jackson, our uh, no money treasurer <laughs> and our minister of defense, Dan, the robot, Daniel Moore will be at the 42 lounge for a meet and greet. Uh, we'll be there. We'll be hanging out. We'll be drinking with people. We'll be playing hashtag IDARB with you guys over at the 42 lounge. And maybe, maybe just maybe uh, a lucky player will be able to, Get a copy themselves for their Xbox, for their Xbox One. Um, so that'll be that'll be awesome. Also, remember Forty Two Lounge, and we'll talk about this later in the show. But um, so we'll be at the Forty Two Lounge. Uh, check them out at Forty Two Lounge on Twitter, Forty Two Lounge dot com. Um, but that Saturday will be. Uh, they are also celebrating Festivus for the rest of us. There will be feats of strength. Um, which also stands, you know, stands for drinking alcohol. Um, <laughs> there will be the listing of grievances, um, and additionally, there will be an ugly sweater contest. Um, so, you know, I, I may, I may try and pull out an ugly Kwanzaa sweater or something like that. Damn, um, you should, you should, you, know, get, you should just rock a Kuji sweater. Oh, dope. Dope. Because okay. those are the ugliest sweaters. They known are to the man. ugliest sweater. Yeah, yeah. Now that now that big is gone, you can you can talk about how they just they just ugly. Um, <laughs> all right, but but here's a, here's a quick little sidebar, and we kind of talked about this before before the cast. Um, white people, I gotta ask you, white members of Chicago, what's the deal? What's the deal with the ugly sweater? <laughs> <laughs> like. Like I get, like why are people buying ugly sweaters? Like why are people gifting ugly sweaters? Like isn't that, I mean, isn't that a passive aggressive way of saying I really hate you? Like I don't give two shits about you. That I took the time to find the ugliest, just atrocious thing possible and got it for you because I didn't want to not get you something. Like, <laughs> what kind of bullshit is that? Like, so so my cousin once got me a hoodie, and this hoodie looked like a traffic cone. A traffic cone had sex with a cheetah. What? Yes, yes. I, 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 you know, I don't know if I have it. I know I don't have it anymore, but I wonder if I have pictures of it so I can show you, Kai. It was orange, like it was traffic cone orange and cheetah print. Right. And it was a hoodie. And and my cousin, who's like my brother, um, neither one of us had uh, siblings for a very, very long time. I have 
two younger sisters uh, now, but neither one of us had siblings for a very long time. So we are brothers. We're, you know, eight, seven weeks apart or something like that. Um, so we literally grew up together. Um, so I was able to, to ask him, like, why the fuck did you get this shit from me? And he just kind of laughed and was like, because it'd be funny. <laughs> like, oh, shit. Like, like, there's no hell, no way in hell I'm going to wear this piece of shit. Um, but so, yeah, so white folks, because uh, I'll, I'll say this much again, peek behind the curtain of black folks. Black folks don't have ugly sweater contests or uh, like they don't get together and talk about ugly sweaters. Um, we don't do this. I've never never in my life until uh, I started dating. Well, I knew that they existed, ugly sweaters, but I didn't know that white elephants existed. I didn't know what a white elephant party was until about four years ago. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's a thing. So maybe you can hit me up on Twitter and tell me why the how to how the uh, like someone give me the genesis. Give me the 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 uh, the the. Ancestry. The origin story the, of the origin the ugly story for the ugly, the ugly sweater, the ugly Christmas sweater. Um, I would love to hear it. <laughs> so thank you, thank you very much. Um, That's funny yes. as hell. Forty two lounge this Saturday, December twentieth, sometime in the evening. Ugly sweaters, feats of strength, Festivus, spawn on me. Hashtag Idarb. Dogs and cats sleeping together. Mass hysteria. Everything is awesome. So wait, before we before we boogie on to our music break, did did you play anything else besides iDarb this week? I didn't need to play anything else besides iDarb. Uh, to be to be honest, um, you know, like I said, I got a gig. I just started, um, you know, I just started my new gig, so I had a completely new schedule, um, and and I didn't have a chance really to to get down and do stuff. I know that. Uh, that the new DLC for Destiny came out, and I just didn't have, have a chance. I haven't had a chance to play that yet. Um, so, you know, really all I got a chance to do was play IDARB um, and uh, maybe a little 2K, but that that's nothing new. Um, I played a little bit of the Destiny um, DLC. I actually played, oh, yeah, I played, I, I, I played a decent amount of it, actually. Oh, okay. And... Um, it's it, the funny thing is this is the thing that that um, Bungie has has done wrong. Okay, is so you had the the well let me let me say the good thing first real quick so sure. and this will be a, a quick one. Um, what Dest what what Destiny is doing well is they are making new content that is more compelling than their last content. So it shows that they are learning from their mistakes in one aspect. Okay. The raid in the new content, the uh, Crota stuff, the dark below, is way better than the Vault of Glass. Oh, okay. It is It is extremely well done. It's tight. Right. It's right. like not as... Um, it, it it has a, a reasonable progression. It's shorter than the Vault of Glass, but it's it's better well done and also then reflects about like what everyone has talked about the the the, the De- Destiny raids is like the Destiny raids are the best content in the game. Right. It continues that trend. So okay. kudos to them for that. It's great. Right. The problem that they've done now is they've made this weird tier of stuff for that your old gear isn't as good as the new gear in the DLC. 
and they're trying to figure out ways to make it so that the shit that you did and grinded through all that time to get your old gear to be dope right is on par with the new gear but they fucked that up royally so nice. they basically nice. have made all the grinding you did for your old stuff not as dope as the new stuff they made the new stuff doper than your old stuff but then made you have to grind through all this other unnecessary bullshit to make your new stuff as dope as your old stuff or your, or your old stuff as dope as your new stuff. Right. Okay. So they keep adding all these weird currencies to the game, which don't help. And also what they need to do is basically remove the cap for Vanguard points. So Vanguard marks. So if they remove that, then they'll, they'll be in a better place. But for now you can take an old piece of gear and level it up to a new version of the new gear. The name stays the same. Name stays the same, but it has a higher weapon damage now, and your armor will have a new light damage, a new light level, and higher defense, which is great because that's the only way you're going to be able to get past level thirty. Right. You have to either. So you basically, if you've leveled up a piece, and Zer has it that week, in the store, you can then right. level that piece up. Which is great, but you have to level that piece all the way up. And then you have to get specific kinds of currency that are only available in the raid. Uh, And I'm like, you would get shards sometimes randomly. If you broke a piece of something down, you'll get a shard. But now you have to do it in the raid. Not good. They they messed that up. So they messed that up. You can find other stuff with your, um, your Vanguard, um, guardian, like your, 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 Right, whoever your mentor is, your Mr. Miyagi. Right, whoever that is, then you have to basically go through this uh, commendation thing where you basically loop around and, and get one level of, of um, rep. And that right. gives you commendation, but then you also have to get a certain amount of Vanguard marks throughout the throughout the week. And if you, if you have used any of your Vanguard marks to buy new or to buy elements or materials, which you can do now, which is great, you continuously are losing out so you have to balance out if you want to level anything up and not grind the world with but use your vanguard marks or you you wind up getting capped out by the time the week is over because you've done enough strikes that it doesn't like you've used up all the marks you can for that week so it's it's stupid but it's also really dope like the content is great the crota fight is is kind of fun um we're almost done with it um we're like at the last part of the raid but it's they they could have done a whole bunch of other stuff and they, they you can see that they're like working through it. Destiny two will be awesome. Destiny one is okay. a work in progress and we are all the guinea pigs for it. So Yep. If that's the yep. case, then yep. you know. The only way to make yourself feel better about that is music. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Word. Definitely. This is music that won't make you cry. Nope. This is music that will make you smile. It'll make you smile. And make you bob your head. You're going to bob your head real hard to this track. Um, we're going to let you hear this in a second. Thank you so much for rocking with us. Uh, again, it's happy. this is good to be back. Uh, this is episode 41 of the Sport on Me podcast. This is Kylie Adams. That is Cicero Holmes. We'll be back right after this. Uh, when George Bush took the oil from the soil, I was in front of the counter buying some milk from the Arabs. In the land of honey, I order fries from Chinese, surviving off of what's in the full. Gallon of gas, 2% is the same price, so it seems to the villain goes to spoil. It's cheap fuel, fried rice to my brother, man. Cheap 
fuel pipelines from the motherland. It's all the same, right? On the other hand, supply and demand can fill the corners off a of late night. It's that separate but stole us by that great white. Not Columbus, but Colombians. Cause ain't no Copa Leagues growing in the district of Columbia. So that rep we in. Got to be the best example of some pimp shit. Hit the strip, nigga. Get that money in. Bring it back to daddy. Our forefathers been giving us the shaft back a last of a whip. Sending whips like the back of caddies. But we don't give a fuck, cause we getting cash. Exactly. This is everything you want. This is everything you need. This is good old fashioned emergency. Greed. Should we get it how we get it? And we spend it how we spend it. Cause it's good old fashioned emergency. Greed. This is everything you want. This is everything you need. This is good old fashioned emergency. Greed. Should we get it how we get it? And we spend it how we spend it. Cause it's good old fashioned emergency. Greed. I want that dollar, but when I got it, it's not enough. Fucking forget it, you think I'm quitting, you out of luck. Cause I'm addicted to picking pensions and getting profit. For penny pension and pissy pensions, I'm out the web. Never stop and killing myself to make a living. Make it, I spend it, they lend it, I take it, they print it, I fake it. Them laws invented by those who break them, I bend them, I'm painted by heinous and hypocrites who feel offended. Blue collar do the stains from the blood of warriors. Freedom rain, freedom rain, but it didn't holler. Hard knocking and opportunities door for life. You can only reach the buzzer if you was a scholar. How you learning, how you earning at the same time. The fire burning in the ghetto is about to boil you. In the celebrated plot of I got everything I need, what I want, everything you got. This is Welcome back, everybody. This is episode 41 of the Spawn on Me podcast. Again, this is Khalif Adams, your co-host with Cicero Holmes. Uh, that joint that you just heard is Odyssey's uh, American Greed from the People Hear What They See album. It is one of the dopest bangers on that album, which has lots and lots of dope tracks on it. Um, I guess, and, and weirdly, you know, the 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 message in there is is still it's right. still relevant. It right. still goes, it still goes hard in right. the pizzaint, uh, as they say. Um, but we are back from our music break. Thanks again for listening to us and hanging out with us in the city and state in the country of Chicago. Um, we we had some stuff that popped up this week. Um, last week I wasn't here, but it also, besides the Game Awards, was another event that happened in Gameland, which was the PSX, the PlayStation Experience right. Conference, which was pretty damn awesome. Actually, I had a friend of mine who went. Um, uh, he went down there with his wife, uh, and I actually got a, a screen grab of him in the crowd watching all the dope stuff happen. Um, so uh, PlayStation and Sony, they went out into Texas and they dropped uh, a bunch of money for some big screens and, uh, and some conference spaces and a hotel and all that. Texas to basically. It a, no, it was, it was in, in Vegas, Texas, in Texas. Oh, shit. I'm bugging. I'm thinking about him. He lives in Texas. My bad. <laughs> he lives in Texas. Yeah, it was in Texas. That's actually what the game. Yeah, the thing GameStop is. thing is in Texas. Right. GameStop right. thing is in Texas. Sorry, Vegas, it was in Vegas. Yes. Sorry. Thank you. for No thank problem. You for it was in right. Mexico. <laughs> Coming to you from Argentina is the PlayStation right. experience. Um, so they were out in Vegas uh, and doing their thing big time, Big Willie style. And um, it was a pretty dope conference. I was really um, impressed with what they did, especially having a consumer-facing American version of Tokyo Game Show, basically. That filled almost a whole, filled basically a whole weekend full of, you know, features and panels and and reveals and stuff like that. Um, see, I, I know you you peeped a little bit of it, or you you had a chance to see 
if not some of it, you saw some of the fallout right. from afterwards. What, what um, yeah, it's like it's amazing and wonderful that uh, that Sony was be, was able to put this on uh, essentially as a as a tribute to fans. Um, this was this was mm-hmm. you know complete fan services. You know, uh, completely different from everything else that's, that's kind of out there. Um, even even you know even TGS and and yeah, I know Gamescom. Uh, has uh, a lot of it's it's open to the public. E3 is not open to the public, um, and then of course PAX and PAX Prime are. But this was just for Sony fans, um, and, and, and you know, completely Sony centric experience that uh, that you just really don't get anymore. And and the fact that, you know, it was open to everyone, it was open to public, you know, to the public and open to enthusiasts was, uh, was really great. So, you know, I mean, that's, that's awesome. It was, it was, it was really, um, fun to check out and I'm glad, you know, I'm glad they did it. So, uh, we can kind of talk about some of the games that came out, uh, or at least were announced and, and shown and, um, I know that uh, as a result of some of the things that were that were said, that I'll be getting a PS4 really, really soon. Um, I mean, you should have gotten yeah, one already. Yeah, you know, but whatever. You know, there was nothing to play, you know, and I don't like my networks being down. Oh shit! You know what? Yeah. Whatever, B. Oh, also, you didn't win the SOM debate. I don't care who said that on the internet. All of, all of the six people who said that you won it and people who said that right. i didn't fine whatever you didn't win that debate. yeah anyway whatever. the internet knows. so no man's sky yes <laughs> so no man's sky there are three games three yeah three there are three games that i saw that made me even more excited than i did before and, and it's, it's funny because we've already talked about them to death there was one there was one well two that were actually new um Uncharted 4 got shown off a little bit. It's like pre-alpha, but it looks better than half the shit that's on the console yeah. right now. Although it's the same formula and a lot of the same tricks, there are some new things in there that, that were pretty cool. Like There's a lot of <laughs> grappling and swinging and stuff into people and punching them and killing them, which is which is new. <laughs> there's, um like, graphically, it just looks ridiculous. I saw some folks who I know who went, uh, they said it looks even better in person than it did on screen which is hard to believe because it looked ridiculous on screen um i don't know it's it's crazy that i want that game so bad it's funny because it's the same it's going to be a lot of the same game a lot of the same gameplay but you have so much more technology to fuck with and play around with and make things bigger better prettier and you know more atmospheric than you know, how can you not want that if you're if you're a fan of that right. of that series? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So Uncharted was like not it wasn't my game of the show. It was the prettiest thing that I'd seen at the show. So before um, you move on to your second game, I just want to say a couple of things about Uncharted really quickly. Um, yes, it looked amazing. Um, uh, yes, I want to play it. Here's the thing that really gets talked about when it comes to Uncharted specifically. Mm-hmm. Everyone calls Uncharted interactive uh, Indiana Jones. You know? So everyone kind of looks at Nathan Drake as, you know, 
Han Solo meets Indiana Jones. Kind of, you know, the best of all worlds. Mm-hmm. The thing that no one really even talks about is he's a mass murderer. Like, oh, yeah. you can't, you would never be able, Indiana Jones would never be able to get away with killing the amount of people. Like, I don't even know how their enemies left anywhere. Anywhere. <laughs> with the number of henchmen that have been murdered by the hands, at the hands of Nathan Drake. Um, so like it's, it's that, that was always bizarre when like, once I kind of thought about that, I can never, like, I can't unsee that thought. So I've ruined it. Hopefully I've ruined it for everybody else, but you're still going to go out and play it. Yeah. Thank you for talking about my mass murder simulation game. No problem. problem. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be out there first day. (laughs) Day one, day one, copping that game. I don't care what you say. Shout out to Nathan, to Nolan North and to to, right. to Troy Baker, the, whatever. Be yeah, Troy Baker's, who's going yeah. to be in it? So it's going to be like the the ex, the expendables right. <laughs> of voice actors <laughs> uh, up in that yes. game because it's going to be like the two most right. well known male uh, right now um, voice yeah. actors in the game. So that's going to be dope, um, and I'm excited for that. I want to see who the female pro- protagonist is going to be in that because that's going to be cool too. Because they oh they do make the women protagonists in that in that series pretty yeah pretty yeah awesome. yeah naughty dog naughty dog doesn't they don't stick around with the tropes too you know too hard like uh, yeah. you know in, in in terms of the 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 negative female tropes they they really do a good job of of humanizing everybody even um yeah you know yeah. they they have a great team of writers they have a great team of animators great team of actors that come in and and really do wonderful jobs on all of the games that they they produce. So, um, yeah, yeah. So, what what were the other games that that you that you thought were were the uh, you know were the other two points of this triumphant triangle button that is the Sony <laughs> the PlayStation experience? Um, I guess I guess there's maybe yeah. So. No Man's Sky, which is the crowd favorite, the game that everyone wants to sure. succeed. Everyone, everyone's pushing for Sean Murray to make the best, awesomest game that he can possibly make. He and his team over at um, Hello Games uh, make this ridiculously freaking expensive, ambitious game that they have already kind of gotten nailed down in certain ways, but also they keep you know peeling back uh, layers of the onion and giving us more and more and more, and we're kind of still not we still most people still can't even wrap their brains around what that game right. is because it's so right. ambitious but they showed they had like a, a crazy thing on stage where they showed you know you going from the ground to the sky and all the stuff and they're kind of doing the, what we all kind of worried about not not worried about what wondered about was how big is the world how big is the the actual universe that you're going to be in and they did some basic like exponential kind of uh like uh, um, what's the, what's the best word for it? They they basically showed a version of what the universe will look like, basically going from a planet back out to the star, back out to the solar system, back out to the universe, kind of pullback, and it's going to be ridiculous. It's going to be one of those games where you will maybe never see another person that you know playing right. it, which I'm okay. I'm okay with. 
I want to know how that game part, that part of the gameplay is going to work because I think it would be fun to explore things together. But it seems like since everyone is going to be at different ends of the universe, I don't know how that part of it's going to work because I think the the draw for me on that game is not the like multiplayered version of it. It's not the gunplay parts that are in it. They're going to have some some like space combat right. stuff in it. But I want to be that explorer. I want to be the, the the freaking not Christopher Columbus <laughs> <laughs> of that game and go and name things. You know, I want to make a spawn, a spawnzilla. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make this the spawn tri- ter- triceratops. Right. I want to name everything after me. I want to name everything after like the the cod diplodocus. <laughs> you had it right the first time. I can't say things. I'm full of snot. It's not my fault. <laughs> but that's what I want to do. I want to be that person who names everything and like has. And I want to know because that's the cool part, right? So like again, if you haven't heard what the the gist of the game is, you start off as soon as you spawn in. You are spawning in as a planet, well, basically. You're spawning on a in planet, person right, on yeah. a planet. But you're but you're basically populating a planet. You are making that planet your own because you're the first person to land on it. So you're discovering everything on it. And then once other people spawn, they are basically generating a planet that is then supposed to be part of a universe and a part of a solar system and galaxy. So being able to do that and then go and explore other people's planets that they're going to be making is going to be freaking ridiculous and amazing. And it's all, you know, randomly generated. So you have that aspect of it, but then you also have to like worry about or think about how's that going to play into gameplay. He says that, you know, there's going to be ways that basically push you towards the center of the galaxy because you'll need a better ship. You'll need better elements to make better ships. You'll need things that are going to push you towards it. But he also said during the during the placing experience, he was like, there's going to be people who just stay on the periphery forever. Right. And just basically see how far out they can go. That's fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's gonna be so dope. Like, cause there's gonna be so many stories that are gonna be told, where people are like never gonna have the same experience, and you're gonna just have random things happen to you. It's gonna be like Red Dead Redemption on right. crack. Well, in that way, I, you know, I I just I wonder about that game. I really wonder and worry for that game because everyone, myself included is so filled with wonder and awe about and and just and, and gleeful anticipation for that game but i wonder if it's going to live up to the realities of it because i had heard at a certain point that there wouldn't be a there wouldn't be a multiplayer in a traditional sense so that we like mm-hmm. there there really wasn't going to be a time when I could find you out in space. Um, right. But that may not necessarily be true. There's so much about this game that we don't know. Uh, but, you know, but the videos that we've seen, all the trailers that we've seen, have led us to believe that the scope of this game is so huge. And, and it just, you know, everyone winds up feeling like there's just this again wonderful gleeful anticipation for this game and i hope it lives up to half of the promise that that it's 
that they've put out there. So, I mean, I said it during like watching it on the plane to myself. And I said, this is the thing I worry about. And this is real. Like, I don't know Sean Murray. He seems like an amazing, amazingly affable right. dude. He doesn't seem full of himself at all. He seems like he's kind of awestruck at all the shit that's happening right. to him, which makes us makes us want to pull sure. for him even more. But either like I worry that if his game isn't everything that it's that it's been pushed to be and been put on the pedestal to be that his mental health will be okay. Right. Like if like he either will have three things. He'll either have a a a game with a lot of expectations that never fulfill its promises. Mhm. He could have a game that's fairly boring, but also really pretty, or he can have the most ambitious game changing game that we've seen in the past yeah. 10 years. Yeah. He can be all of those things right. all at once. That's fucking yeah. nuts. Yeah. He could, he could be one of the people who changes gaming forever. Right. Because of what this game is sure. trying to do, Hello Games could be one of the studios that came from Joe Danger right. to making the most right. amazing right. shit that has ever been seen yeah. in gaming, like blow Star Citizen out of the water in some ways because it's it's doing things that Star Citizen wants to be doing, but again, is another one of those games that is like maybe too big for right. its britches. It's we're like we're not ready for it yet, so. We'll see. I hope that there's going to be a dope kind of like, um, like an a uh, uh, guide or an almanac or a a, a a a codex or something where people can then fill in the 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 way the world yeah. works. Yeah, that yeah. would be dope. Like, give things origin stories and give things like the Wikipedia of No Man's Sky. That shit would be fucking right. awesome. So right. dope. And then, like, you you might not be able to see it. Like, because the beauty of being to, able to explore the new things is, like, you get to a planet and you just see a new thing and you're like, oh, shit. You get close enough to, you know, read whatever its name was and who discovered it. But if there's a place that you'll be able to, and I'm sure somebody will hack this or make this offline and people will just submit things to it. But a place where you can, like, see all the things that are mm. made. Like, or see all the things the 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 the, the, flo- the fauna and flora and flora of things that are being right. discovered, and maybe and maybe that's a bad thing. Maybe that's something that shouldn't happen. Maybe that should be something that is just anecdotal own, stories right. that you just find and hear, or you watch people stream it. That's going to be a game that when it comes out, everyone is going to be. Oh streaming yeah, it. it's going to be nuts. Whoever is going to be like rocking whatever on Twitch, whoever the first person to get that game, whoever gets it early. Fuck yeah. my life. Yeah. Because that's going to yeah. be insta mega yeah. hits yeah. for that person. Yeah. So that was that right. was the second game. So it was game number three. And the, th- and the third one wasn't because the game was new or because the ideas were new or because the mechanics were new. It was the best demoed game of any show I've seen for this kind of genre. So I'm a big fan of David Cage. David Cage makes right. games that I like, even though he makes terrible stories. <laughs> He makes fun games, but he makes terrible okay. stories. He's like the master of the QTE. Mm-hmm. And Until Dawn is a game that's basically QTEs, right. right? So it stars Hayden Panettiere, who I had a crush on back in the days Heroes. of uh, Heroes and all that good stuff. Um, 
so she's the one of the I guess protagonists in this game. They like got her likeness down and all that cool stuff. So they they run through this demo of her being in this in this uh this cabin and being chased by this by this crazy person. The cool thing was in most times when you do a game like that and you demo it, the person will just demo all the stuff that they want to get you to and then maybe show you a branching a branching right. path. What made it dope was he basically got to the branching paths in the story, stopped and asked the crowd what to do. Ah. Which was oh, great. That's awesome. Which was right. great. And it was like grab the phone or throw the vase. And everyone was like, throw the boss, throw the boss, throw the boss. <laughs> it was one of the best ways to demo a QTE game I'd seen in a long time. And to a certain extent, made me want to buy that game. Because I didn't want to buy that game. I had no I had no real like want for it or, or really it wasn't really on my radar right. like that. But once they did that, I was like, wow, that totally felt organic. And that felt great. It's going to be scripted, but it, it felt really good to see people do that. And I wonder if that's going to be a thing. That if I were to buy that game and I streamed it, I would do that. Sure. I would I would source the people in right. the chat. They'd be like, what right. should I do? Yeah. That would yeah. be dope. That would be dope. I think that's the thing that we're going to see as something that happens in the years yeah. coming up. And we see it with iDarb and done really well. You know, people using Twitch and even with Dead Nation, where people use Twitch in ways that will make the game experience better and more fun for the viewer and for the mm-hmm. person playing it. So, um. That was that was my third one. Um, it was it was a really good experience from from what I saw. People looked like they really had fun. I'm sure Microsoft is going to make their own. I don't know of that it. they will. I really I don't, you don't think so. I don't know that they will. Um, no, I I don't know that they won't. But but I I think that that they'll be looked at as, you know, maybe, you know, maybe they don't care. They'll be looked at as being copycatters um, mm-hmm. by doing it. And they don't, they don't, unless it's already planned, they don't have time between now and E3. They've got, oh, you no, know, no, they've no, got no. CES and maybe, you know, maybe you do it, maybe you do it before the holidays come around, but everything is so busy. Um, so you got CES coming up right away. So you've got if you if you're going to make an appearance at CES, you've got to get everything all set up and and ready to go for that. Um, you've got PAX East coming up in in March. Um, so you know you got to get everything all set up and ready to go for that. Um, I think there's another the PAX South thing happens uh, early summer, late late spring also. So like so then there's that and then and then there's E3. So you know and then once E3 is done you've got all these other PAX Prime, GDC, Gamescom. There's you know there's just so much stuff going on during the course of the year. I just I can't can't really see Microsoft being able to, to you know being able to etch out a time, even a weekend where they're like, "Oh, hey guys, remember that PlayStation experience? That was dope." Well, mm-hmm. we've got our own, you know. I wonder more about not even the fact of them being looked at as copycats and mm-hmm. timing. Do they actually have the goods to show on stage? Uh, I would argue yes. At least this last year, they, I mean, it's. I think it's inarguable that they had the the better collection of titles and exclusives 
that over mm-hmm. over Sony, and I think that not nece- not necessarily saying that that's what's going to happen again next year, but but they've got they've got a fair amount. Um, you know, all the ID at Xbox games, uh, one of which again is a, a hashtag IDARB, and and uh, but uh, still, Ori and the Blind Forest is yet to re- to release. You've got Quantum Break, which is you know, I mean, that's something that they can really uh showcase uh really you know really prominently uh halo 5 um you know i mean there's there's at at the very least there are seven or eight games that you can that you can pull out of your hat that are scheduled to be released in 2015 that are xbox exclusives or at least timed exclusives that you can you can say all right well this is these are these are things that people want to see. These are people. These are things that people want to know about, um, and we can have a, a weekend that's dedicated to Xbox, and and display that stuff and and you know fill a weekend with it. So, I think it would be nice too, actually, because I think the folks, uh, I think fans of Xbox and you know people who are loyal loyal Xboxers deserve uh, their their kind of time in the sun too. Right. You know? Well, I don't think it's gonna happen. But you know, it's a it's a great sentiment. But uh, you know, good luck with that. That, I mean, we'll that s- and three dollars <laughs> will get you on the bus. Oh <laughs> shit! And and maybe a gallon of gas. Um. So so yeah, the, the game that I'm excited for from the PlayStation Experience is actually Grim Fandango, uh, which huh. will be released on the. 24th I believe of uh, of of January so um, I'm really excited for Grim Fandango I never got a chance to play it uh, the first time around so I you know I want I want to play this game that's 15 years old um, and and you know was gonna get a PlayStation 4 anyway so uh, I, I think that'll be if there is a bundle a PS4 bundle um, that's featuring Grim Fandango, then that that'll be the bundle that I'll be picking up. So, um, it'll be it'll be interesting to to do and see. That'll be cool. yeah. I would I would like to yeah. see that. I mean, I, I never played it, but it seems like it. it yeah, yeah. Um, what doesn't seem like it would be a fun game if it if it existed is uh, the what was the name of the game? Elka's Choice. Elka's yes. Escape. Alika's Escape. Alika's Escape. This was uh, a UNICEF made up. Uh, UNICEF meets the onion, makes a game, or at least comes up with a concept for a game and pushes it out to uh, a video game conference and pitches it to a bunch of video game players. Um, at this video game conference and they show the video in a commercial Um, and basically what they say is the protagonist is this girl named Alika you're seven years old you um, you start the game your mother dying of cholera and um, your brother being murdered by by warlords trying to protect the family and then the warlords overrun your your village you're trying to leave and bullets are whizzing 
and a bullet whizzes by the face of an infant and grazes the infant. Um, at that point, people started to walk out. Um, and then it. Oh, no, no, no. The most important part that oh, you just okay. forgot is the part in the story where the um, Alika, basically to save her brother, has to either prostitute herself. Oh, okay, herself. yeah, I was getting to the refugee camp. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. my bad. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, so, you know, you're in the refugee camp. There is no food. Um, you you got to, you know, you got to try and figure out how you're going to eat um, and and do, you know, survive, basically. So you have to determine whether or not your principles are so strong that you won't prostitute yourself out at seven years old to get enough food so that you can eat. Um, and you know, people walked out and then, uh, after some people walked out and they were talking about the game, they, uh, announced to everyone, they had some Sudanese people come on to on the stage to say that, you know, this isn't a game. This is real life. This is the life, life of, of me and many other Sudanese people, um, right now. And, you know, we need to do something. We need to do something about it. And we need to uh, we need to change things. Um, UNICEF, you know, give money, be aware of of what's happening in the world. And uh, there's a video that's connected to it. Again, you guys can check it out. It's, you know, it's produced in and uh, kind of set up like a, like a commercial. So you can you can see it. Um the thing, yeah. So go, ahead, go, ahead. go ahead. So I was gonna say that I guess the reason why I I put this on the docket was, you know, we we kind of celebrate a lot of things on our show. We kind of try to bring topical things to you as an audience so that you can, you know, we we sure that you are reading the same sites that we are reading, right? And we're all part of the same gaming right. community. The thing that the thing that struck me when it came to this particular story was the fact that people walked out during the process of them having this discussion. And it made me think, you know, even in the in the vein of, you know, shout out to Tanya DePass and crew of like I need diverse games. And needing diverse games not just in representation of people and, and of cultures, but of stories and of the ability to be uncomfortable in our media. Right. And being uncomfortable in our media means that sometimes you have to tell stories that are true. Right. And you have to tell stories and make them palatable only in, you know, the space of making it into, quote unquote, a game. It doesn't have to be a game. And I think that's a thing that people don't recognize when they have these discussions is video games are multiple things. They're playable things. They are experiences. They are things that you just view. There, you don't have to. A game doesn't have to be interactive for it to be necessarily a game. It can have game mechanics in it, but you can have things in it that don't necessarily make you make you participate in the horrors of things that are happening. It's like I've been playing this War Is Mine um, a little bit here and there, and that game is an amazing game. It's awesome. It's bleak. It's terrible. It's like makes you think about all the atrocities that happened during wartime, but it's not a fun game right. to play. And the fact that folks walked out of it made me think, I was like, are we ready for games of that caliber yet? And by people walking out, no, mind you, I'm not mad at them walking out. I think it's, you know, you have a visceral experience, you have a visceral reaction to things, and that's fine. But I think that also it kind of 
goes back to what you were talking about earlier with with a mass murderer simulation in Uncharted the series <laughs> and how that's okay, yeah. but you can't have this scenario play itself out without people being uh, uh, opposed or or even um, uh, having that visceral reaction. It actually even goes back to the conversation we had about Until Dawn, and someone during the Twitter during the Twitter feeds of things going was like, "I would have liked this game better." If I were the crazy person trying to kill the the the, the right. protagonist, as and and that being the QTEs that I that I use and go through, and it goes back to that game hatred, which is another game that is uncomfortable for people to hear and see and understand the reasoning behind it, but also does it deserve a place? Hmm. Like, is there a spot for it where we as gamers can look at it and say? I am not I am opposed to the messages that are being in that are in this game. I don't I, I wish that these things didn't exist, but I still want to have the experience so that it gives me another perspective that I can use and think right, about. Right. So I, I mean I think I think that's a part of that process. I, I wanna I would love to know what other folks and you think about, you know, this kind of thing. We'll 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 let, we'll let you guys kind of shout at us you know, on Twitter about that or Facebook, but uh, what do you, what do you think? I mean, so, so the, the game, the games that we play and, you know, and and again, you know, like even in a pitch session, not everyone's going to love your idea for a game. Like, you know, you're not going to get a hundred percent approval. It's just not going to happen. And some people find things deplorable. Some people find things so deplorable that they walk out. Um, that happens in movies. It happens in comedy shows. It happens in, in you know, happens in games. And 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 I think that part is okay. And you know, but it is it is one of those things where it's like, well, there are certain things that are are supposed to be off limits, and no one in their right mind would allow for a baby to be shot in their game, and still want you know a baby to be shot in their game, and then have the protagonist be a seven become a you know have to choose whether or not to become a seven-year-old prostitute um even though that's that's real life like the, the you know that's that's just crossing the line um but again it you know like there are certain types of certain types of games and movies and things like that where it's supposed to make you feel uncomfortable um, where, where, I mean, that is the intention and whether or not you can stomach that is, is something that you, that you have to deal with. Uh, you know, peek behind the curtain for me, uh, the, the Will Smith movie, the pursuit of happiness based on a true story, um, about, a you know, about a father who, you know, was down on, down on his luck and he was really trying to do things to make things, make life better for himself and his son. And, uh, I've never watched that movie. I own it. I've never watched that movie. And the reason that I've never watched that movie is because the events in the movie um, uh, strike too close to home for me. Um, And, you know, I can empathize with that movie to, you know, to a very, very realistic degree. So I don't necessarily want to watch it because I don't want to, you know, I don't know if I want to relive that. Um, and, you know, and, and certain, you know, for certain people, certain things, 
they don't have to have lived through one of those experiences to say that I don't want to have to experience it. Like, I don't want to have to mm-hmm. uh, visit it in, in any type of form. And, and, you know, and that happens from time to time. And, and, and you know, and that's OK. Um, it's again, we're, we're talking about the merits of a, a of a game that's never going to be produced. But 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 also talking about why that's important um, to to like push that envelope. And I think it is important for for game developers to kind of push that envelope and, and, you know, allow the industry and, you know, allow this medium to grow by by doing things that will make people feel uncomfortable. Um, So I applaud UNICEF for for going there, going there with it and and seeing what happens. Um, And then, you know, of course, everyone go out and support UNICEF or at least try and figure out a way to to see what you can do to help Sudanese people, Um, because they're they're being challenged. You know, they're facing challenges that that are just indescribable, like, you know, the stuff that we were just talking about. That's that's real fucking life. And that's that's crazy that any child has to to endure that type of stuff is and worse. Um, is it's just crazy. It's 2014. Um, yeah, so absolutely. I mean, it's it's it, it's sometimes you need to pull things back to a level which people can understand. Right. And sometimes it has to be through a medium that they may not have expected. And gaming can be that medium for many, many things um, where you're put into situations and put into um, the shoes of people who you may never have ever been right. in. So give give them a big shout out for doing that and um i hope to see more things kind of like that in the future i think it's important to bring that home to folks um and to give them pause like people need to be shut down once in a while and it's like you know you do have some you have it better than right, most right right and and having that is as a real thing is mm-hmm. important so mm-hmm. We do have it better than most. We have an amazing, amazing audience. We have lots of dope folks who like to follow us and hang out with us every week. Um, so if C, Mr. Cicero, Mr. AKA, Mr. Idarb Champion. Yeah. Oh, I got my. Oh, yeah. By the way, uh, Ka and and actually Ka by himself when we play by play, uh, played by ourselves and and. Uh, and Mrs. Adams, when we uh, when they played when we played the couples version, kicked our Mickey Ficky asses, <laughs> kicked our asses in IDARP. Uh, it still was a lot of fun. Um, before we go on to social media business and and uh, all the wonderfulness that that entails, um, we've got to send a, a quick apology out. Uh, to you guys, because I'm sure if you follow us on Twitter and follow us on Facebook and everything else, um, you knew that we were supposed to be recording with Evan Narciss or Evan Narciss, Evan Narciss. One of the questions that we would have asked him was the correct pronunciation of his name. Um, have we had the opportunity to record with him? We actually uh, had him. Um, but he had some uh, a family emergency that he had to take care of immediately. 
Um, and so we have to reschedule with him. I hope Evan, if you're listening, uh, that everything is okay with everyone. And, uh, um, you know, uh, really sorry that we didn't get a chance to sit down with you and, and we're sorry to you guys, uh, that we, uh, weren't able to, to bring Evan to your ears and, and kind of give you a, a glimpse into his world. Cause that would, that would have been awesome. Uh, so yeah, we hope, we hope to get him yeah. back into the, the hot yeah. seat, uh, soon. Yeah. Um, and it'll be dope when it happens because he he was dope. The small amount of time that we had to chat chat with him uh, offline yeah, was great. Was. So um, we we hope yeah. to redo that again. So, see, can you bust out the social media business? I, I can and I will. So uh, on Twitter, if you want to follow us, you can follow our great captain, the uh, Black Nido, Scary Cat Extraordinaire, <laughs> Snot Bubbler. Uh, at Kajakins, he is Khalif Adams at Kajakins. Myself, uh, the most narcissistic man in the in the world, um, is uh, Cicero Holmes. That's me at Stubby Stan. The show is at Spawn on Me. The site is at Spawn Point Blog. Uh, remember to like our Facebook pages, our Facebook fan pages, Spawn on Me uh, podcast, and the Spawn Point Gaming Blog. We keep the conversations going there. Um, really uh, want to have you guys engage us there uh, and go and subscribe to the show. The show that you're listening to right now, if you're a first time listener, welcome aboard. Um, go and subscribe to the show on iTunes and uh, uh, rate it and uh, you know review it. That'd be awesome. Go to SoundCloud and follow us on SoundCloud. And send us messages there and, and share it out. Um, and Stitcher. And anywhere you get your podcasts and you aggregate them, you download them, you do all sorts of great stuff. Uh, tell your friends. You guys have been doing that. Shout us out. You guys have been doing that. Tell us you love us. You guys have been doing that. Tell us you hate us. You guys have been doing that, especially to me. Uh, shout out Anna Tarkov. Um, so... Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, uh, you know, let us uh, let us know how we're doing. Let us know that we're that we're uh, doing things the right way. Let us know that we're doing things the wrong way. We you know we want to engage with you. We want to want to hear from you guys. Uh, and uh, that's it for the oh oh no 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 it's not it for the social media business. You want to email the show? You can do that. Feedback at the spawnpointblog.com or Khalif at the spawnpointblog.com or Cicero at the spawnpointblog.com. Um, also don't forget Dan, the robot at Dan, the robot on Twitter and Dan at the small point blog.com for email. Uh, you want to send us a voicemail. You can go to the site, the small point blog.com on the right hand side, click that little link right there. That's the speak pipe button and leave us a voicemail. Um, or better yet, you can even do that. Or you can even go to speakpipe.com slash oh, me. There you go. And you can leave a message right. right there and then for us to shout you out on the show and you shout yourself yeah. out. Basically I wonder if Speakpipe has an app. Maybe. Maybe do. I don't know. Hey, investigative Speakpipe has an app. And then use the Speakpipe app to contact Spawn on me. Oh, yeah, they actually do. They do, actually. You can speak right into yeah. your phone. Speak yeah, you right into your phone. Boom. Done. So. Done. Yep. So lastly, before yes. we go on episode 41, we have one last thing to announce and one oh, last thing yeah, to share yeah. with you. Two two more things, but go ahead. We are yeah, two more yeah, things. Go, um so one of them is we are doing a contest right. for our game of the year 
uh, episode that'll be done on the 20th and 21st or 20th or the 21st right. that weekend of December. Yes. Um, and what we want to do is we want to have, you know, it's going to be the usual crew uh, talking about all the things that happened this year, what games were great, what games was, were sucky and dope and which ones were the best of the best. But what we want to do uh, because we love you guys, we want you guys to be a part of the conversation. Is we're gonna have a contest, and we're gonna give you a chance to be the fifth chair right. on our show. So, um, I'm gonna spit out a question right now. So get your pens and paper ready, and get your thinking caps your, on. Uh, little orphan Annie, secret decoder rings. Yep. So the question uh, to get onto the show, if you are randomly chosen, if you get the answer right and you're randomly chosen out of a hat, out of a koofy, we'll pull names out of a koofy. What was the name of our news segment before it was called The Breakdown? Again, what was the name of our news segment before it was called The Breakdown? So send us, tweet at us, put it on the Facebook wall. Using the hashtag S O M G O T Y. So spawn on me game of the year hashtag S O M G O T Y. And then put that in there. We'll get all the answers of folks who got it right. We'll randomly put them in a hat and uh, we'll pick a name out. If you do win and you have a good microphone, that's even better. (laughs) That helps a lot. At least, at least on the the editing side. Right. So yeah, Uh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. We'll, we'll we'll email you once we once we do the drawing. Uh, we'll we'll do it. Um, let's see. This show is gonna go out this Tuesday. Will we have another? Tuesday no, we won't. Then? No, we won't. It will. No, we won't. We will have the drawing this Thursday. So you have two days. Oh, okay. We'll we'll tweet we'll tweet out the question again on Tuesday. Uh, mm-hmm. so people that haven't had a chance to really listen to the show will also know about it. But uh, but, mm-hmm. you know, while you're listening to the show, you you have a chance to to see it. But the drawing will be this Thursday and we will announce the person, um, you know, by the evening, Pacific, social media Pacific time. Yeah, we'll put it on social media. We'll put it on Twitter and right. Facebook and then we will let you all know if you are the right. winner and you will be the person to be the first guest who is a listener on Swanomi. So that'll be right. dope. And what's the other thing? Oh, the, and the other thing out? I wanted to say is uh, also on the 20th. Uh, remember, if you're in the Chicagoland and Milwaukee land area, to come to the 42 Lounge and uh, come and meet myself, Sharif Jackson, and Daniel Moore uh, over at the 42 Lounge. Wear an ugly sweater, have some snickerdoodles, you know, and other things that white people do. Uh, <laughs> and and, and um, just enjoy Festivus. Enjoy playing hashtag IDARB with us. Enjoy uh, drinking some drinks, and uh, maybe we will be giving away a code for hashtag IDARP for one uh, lucky person while you're there. Uh, so I yep. can't wait. I can't wait for this Saturday. I can't wait to see you guys. It's gonna be an awesome fucking time, and uh, and uh, you know, make sure you're you you're ready to be huggable. Make sure you're huggable because I'm going to be giving out hugs. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, it's going to be dope. It's going to be dope. Um, yeah, if you're playing IDARB and you see our logo or you see our names in the credits and you take a screenshot and shoot it at, at us at, on the social media businesses, uh, we may get you something. We may, get, may, may have something for you or, and we'll shout you out on the show. Yeah. So 
do all that good stuff. Uh, have fun at Forty Two Lounge, uh, and 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 give my my boys uh, we'll hugs and, and and good things that will commence. Yes. So. Thank you guys so much for rocking with us. This has been episode 41 of the Sport on Me podcast. This was a dope show. I was excited to be back. Yeah. It's great. Yay. Yeah. Hooray. Hooray. hands. <laughs> <laughs> we will see you guys on Thursday. We'll shout you out uh, if you have won. Um, and we'll put the question out in a minute on Tuesday once this show is up and running. And then the 42 Lounge. And then Game of the Year. And then January, right. which is coming up shortly. Right. So. Thanks, guys, for listening, and we love you guys, and we will say peace. Peace.